All right. We're on. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am well. What's going on today? <laughs> you said I'm well with some hesitation. <laughs> I'm well-ish. 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 Yeah. We'll, well-ish. Get, to that, we'll get to that, won't we? We'll get to that. Yeah. We teased last time. We did. With a statement like that. That oh, We'll get to that later. Well, yeah. it's, I think it's later today, right? Today's the day. Yes. Uh, the big reveal. The big reveal. The big reveal. Indeed. Yeah. Uh but I guess we can frame a little bit of what this episode's going to be about yep. before we get into the details. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided we were going to spend some time talking about pausing and the importance of pause, which is interesting because we have um, a little second mini pod mm-hmm. uh, called This Most Unbelievable Pause, <laughs> which right now is on an indefinite pause. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. But what's... So we did this Year to Thrive series at our workplace, and we've come up with some really interesting content, really interesting workbooks, I think. Um, But what I find really fascinating is when I look back at our workbooks, the weakest of them, in my opinion, is the one we wrote on pausing. Mm -hmm. And now when I think about it, I think we had such a quaint, adorable little understanding of pause. And I think this summer... We are taking a different kind of test as far as what it means to pause and what it Uh means to be told to pause or have that pause forced upon you. Uh, We're being, are are we pausing or are we being paused? Sort of. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So the things that make us pause. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, You want me to say a couple of things about backstory about the year to thrive? Sure. Yeah. Just a little, little context for folks. So one of the things that we did over the last, you know, seven or eight months, we developed a, uh, seven, eight, nine ish part Mm -hmm. series on, on how to, uh, generate, how to facilitate, how to, what do I want to say? How to shift into, yeah. Generate the conditions for a year that is worth thriving over. And we were inspired I think by a lot of what we see, especially in higher ed, just because of the calendar and how it works, we don't we don't necessarily celebrate the end of the semester so much as we declare defeat at the, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the semester. Yeah. You know, it's like people, we don't have a big party, then everybody goes off for three months and, and relaxes and regenerates. Uh, people slowly vanish until there's no one. Yeah, you know, it's like exhaustion has crept in in March. Yeah. And so it's like we're, we get to do a two month grind. Right. To get to May. And then so it's like, this is not we're, we're doing something here that is not, not actually letting us because it ends with celebrate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, before it starts back over with pause again mm-hmm. in, the, in the loop, the iterative loop. Um, but it's like I've not seen there's not a lot of celebration that is truly what I would call a celebration. Yeah, maybe there's a, a happy hour. Maybe there's a dinner. Maybe there's a, a reception or something like that. But there is not a celebration. Right. Right. It's, it's a little bit. And it's not because anybody's doing anything wrong. It's just exhausting. So um, we said, well, let's let's take the months of the academic year, break them apart into like sections. It's like, what what do you what should we focus on in what order that we end up in May with a year to thrive? Mm-hmm. And um, so it, in some ways, it's like the first workbook, if we go back, there's some things we would add to this, I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I haven't looked at it as closely as you have. Part of me wants to say, well, it was the first one. We 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 learned more as we went, and that's all fine. And that's certainly not, not wrong. I mean, there's truth to that. Yeah. 
at the same time, this was not the first workbook that we wrote. So it's like, this is not like fresh out of the gate. We were at it for a while before we wrote this one, but we still learned a lot along the way. And people probably won't see mass distribution of version one no, here. Probably not. <laughs> you might see version two. Yeah. Uh, but we have that content that we can add in. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of good. Right. We do. I'm thinking like the ultimate irony in the, in the second podcast, the, the, this most invaluable pause. What a thing to do. To, to get a sense of the nature of pause is to release a podcast <laughs> called This Most Unbelievable Pause and then not post anything to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it so is truly that unbelievable, is, that we plan, pause. We planned it all along, right, yeah. Jerry? We planned, we, it was planned <laughs> from the beginning. We had that well scripted. That, yeah. That's what was going to happen. It's true. I don't know why we didn't. I mean, it was, when I don't even remember when that was. Yeah. You uh, know, when was that? I mean, it was, I don't know, probably... It was, I think it was spring. Yeah, of, it was spring. It was my like March, two years ago. March, yeah. yeah, a year or but, two ago. Um, it's like, yeah. Yeah, but we were just coming to understand the, I think we were toying mm. with the idea of pause um, and toying with the idea. I mean, we've been toying for a long time with ideas about cycles and circles and right. things like that. Right, right. Um, but in some ways, I think it makes sense that you and I are coming back to the concept of pause in part because we are kind of in that moment that the academic year pushes us sort of through. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that's been really interesting is like, we want the toolkit to help people figure out how to thrive, not to just survive. Mm -hmm. And I think surviving so much of what it means to be an academic is just about nine months of survival followed by exhaustion and recovery. Mm -hmm. And then nine more months of survival. And then I've seen a lot of folks, um, friends of mine, even on Facebook who are moving into the summer, not taking it as a pause. And I've, you know, been one to not take it as a pause too. Um, but I think even though the academic calendar used to be designed to give us a pause in the three months of the summer, we were sort of resisting that in the name of productivity mm -hmm. and, uh, capitalism you yeah, know right but then. but ultimately to survive and thrive and support our families so people teach in the summer people take classes in the summer um and so there's a lot less pause um in the academic calendar even yeah right, um and right. yet you're not teaching this summer no i haven't taught in the summers in i guess probably about a decade yeah. almost a decade yeah, yeah. And I think the first summer that you and I worked together or started really kind of hanging out, I had just finished teaching a summer class when mm -hmm. we started hanging out. And I remember talking to you who's like, oh, I don't teach in the I summer. Don't in the, I don't, I don't teach in the summer. Um, cause that's how I, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what oh, you I used to sound like. Yeah. yeah. And you raised your pinky when you talked. And or, you sipped my tea as I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, pshaw. But I think at the time I was really afraid of pausing during the summer um, because I was really afraid of what happens if I get still. Mm. It wasn't like I needed to make the extra cash to like put money in the bank. It was like I was afraid of what happens when things slow down. Right. So right. and I think I still to a large extent, even when we first wrote um, the first pause workbook, that was after a summer where neither of us taught, yet we were busy the whole oh, yeah. summer. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, instead oh, yeah. of teaching, we planned, you know, campus convocation for, yeah, our for sure. college. Which was great. It was. It I mean, was it, was, it was a lot of work, but it was fine. It was fine. You know, it, was, it was great. But there, we paused our teaching, we're but we didn't. Again. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> it was a one time. It was. Two time, actually. But yeah. Yeah. So it, I think this summer, I think some of our work is being kind of super paused. Yeah. Uh, certainly our on-campus presence yeah. Oh, yeah. is going to be paused. For sure. Um, and so you want to talk about that? Sure. I just wanted to ask one quick question first, okay. right? Uh, are you teaching this summer? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since you have though. Right? I have, but it's, it's um, a good, it's a, it's going to be a good one though. Yeah. So that summer that I taught, uh, so I guess that was 2019 I taught and yeah. I haven't taught since then. You haven't taught since, right. It's been a few um, years. Yeah. And so I am teaching one class this summer. Called? Zen and the Art of Mental Health Maintenance. Oh, it's going to be so great. Are it's they going to talk about Zen? Yes. Like the purest form of Zen? Yes. Are they going to talk about the book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? Yes. Are they going to talk about mental health? Yes. Are there going to be interesting readings throughout? Yes. And dialogue and inquiry undertaken by mm -hmm. you and the students? Mm -hmm. Am I going to make a special guest appearance? I believe you will. Well, that's, uh, that's what the plan is. It's going to be yeah, great. It's going to be great. Yeah. So that starts at the end of June. Um, it's going to be a good one. And that has never been taught. I mean, that's a class that's being invented. Yeah. I'm designing it kind of like, like, Right now, yeah. um, but it's starting to develop and it's, it's going to be a good one. The class is bringing me back to concepts that I haven't thought about in a long time. It's bringing me to content I've never thought about, which is awesome. Um, but I think the main thing that's exciting for me about it um, is I think I'm teaching the class I wish I had mm -hmm. taken. Right, um, right, right, right. I didn't. I mean, I took intro to psychology, right? I took a lot of first year development classes, but I didn't do anything that really taught me or got me thinking about what does it mean to be human and how do we maintain our health mentally once we know what it means to be human. Right. And so that's what we're going to wrestle with uh, is going to be questions of what does it mean to be human um, and how do we take care of a human mind? Right. Yeah. Right. And something... Notice I'm avoiding the quest, the topic that we were moving Oh, I know. To. I <laughs> know. Notice that there's some avoidance over here, which is fine. We'll, we'll get through it. Um, mm -hmm. Nine more days. Yeah, nine more days. It's going to be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm literally looking forward to that class, though, because it's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, the only I mean, I, I taught when I taught in the summers. I don't even know what it was a couple of classes, maybe. Um, until eventually I sort of didn't have to have to just from little pay raises here and yep. my wife getting different jobs and her ratcheting up salary a little. So right. it's like, I sort of, I, I, I thought, I, I don't know if I really had to, I thought I had to, I, I discovered when I didn't teaching summers in the summer that nothing bad happened. Yeah. But I mean, my thought going into it was just, uh, you know, what will I do with myself if I, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't, I don't think it was sort of a fear of, of, of not busy, of not being busy so much as it was just, not even entertaining the thought of not until I did. It's like, do I need to teach? Because I was scheduled to teach a class in the summer and it got canceled for low enrollment. Mm, mm -hmm. And it was like, oh no. But it was like, ah, I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> It's like, actually, that feels pretty good. I'll never teach in the summer again. And right. it's, it's been that way sort of since. You know, I think a big part for me, the reason I always taught in the summer was because I didn't know what my 
purpose was if right. I wasn't in the classroom. Yeah, right. And so like the idea of getting up and having nothing to do, like, how did I know who, who to be if I wasn't right. a teacher? Right. So part of it for right. me was disentangling my identity from the job I do and disentangling my sense of purpose as a human on the earth mm. from the job that pays me money. Right. So I think at this point in my life, I know what is my work to be done. I know what I'm about here on earth. Um, And sometimes I do that through my job. And sometimes I do that through being Sherry. Yeah. Right. Just in the wilderness, Sherry. Um, So it's, um, it's a different way of coming to choices to teach or not teach. Yeah. Well, it's like that sticky note that I used to have on my wall kind of over in the other building. You are not your job. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it's funny. I remember that. I used to kind of like come by. keep that. It's like, where'd... it's probably somewhere. I used to come by your office so I could read that and be reminded. Yeah. You're not your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very cool. So that's going to be a great class. It'll be a good you know? class. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, a departure from what I usually teach. Um, I also, I didn't originally, I planned to offer it as an experiment just to see whether it would make because it's a new design and it's a safer time to try this when my workload isn't dependent on it. So I, I don't want my associate Dean to be stressed. Right. Um, so that's part of it. But now, um, I'm actually really glad that I have the class that I'll be teaching because it'll be a little bit of a distraction for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll keep me busy while you may be less on the move. Yeah. You like how I'm segueing back yeah, yeah, to you. Yeah. Um, and students enrolled in it too. Uh-huh. Hey, Paul, what are you doing <laughs> in nine days? Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Going to have a sandwich. Uh, going to. I don't think you're going to have a sandwich. I don't know. I'm going to have a sandwich uh, in my. I'm going to be sandwiched between a heart surgeon and a table. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. yeah uh, triple coronary bypass graft surgery. Yeah. I'm going to eat some cabbage, C-A-B-G. Yeah. You know. Um, a cabbage sandwich. Yeah. Uh, the rest of my heart is fine. It's true. You know, uh, family history sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, despite any effort that could have been taken, got a couple of, couple of arteries that are a little bit, uh, what do I want to say? Could use uh, some, could use some bypassing. So yeah, got some, uh, got some, I don't like the word blockage, you know, it just seems weird. It's not a culvert that we need to get a beaver dam out of. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> yeah. a little bit clogged, a little bit, uh, stenosis, a little bit of buildup in there that they have to have to do some workarounds too. They've so, retained an undesirable amount of. Yeah, yeah. Of stuff. And, uh, so yesterday was my day of day of tests. My, yep. my all day test day day is what I was calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually talked to them about this when I was there. This is what they do. So they're all in one day, but that's like the way they try to do it. It's just like, just take the day, go in, yeah. do it all. Cause you're going to get about six things done. Yep. You know, and it was, you know, you know, vein mapping, artery mapping, carotid scan, make sure that I can, you know, tolerate the, the, uh, respiratory bypass, mm-hmm. you know, the cardiovascular yeah. bypass machine. Um, cause it's like, well, uh, you need to do that too. So, uh, when, when you think about the details about what the surgery entails, you don't want to spend too much time with that, but, uh, you have to make sure that your carotids are good because you yep. need to deliver blood to your brain while your heart's not beating mm-hmm. while they're doing, cause you can't st- stitch, you can't sew on a beating heart. So 
Right. We'll do the surgeon a favor and give the heart a pause uh-huh. while I get some work done. I mean, your mechanic doesn't work on your engine while the car is running. Right. You know, so you got to cool it off. Literally. Yeah. They'll take me down to about 90, 90, 92 degrees yeah. a little bit. Right. Um, I don't even want to think about that. I hate the cold. Yeah, um, I know. I'm glad you'll be, you'll be sleeping. <laughs> I'll be out. Yeah, I'll be yeah. out. Yeah. Dreaming know, of be beaches, out. I'm sure. Right, right, right. A sandwich. Dreaming yeah, and a sandwich. sandwich. On the beach. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be about four hours, mm-hmm. you know, but by, uh, I don't know what my start time is yet. I'll find out on the 8th. Right. We got a 45 minute phone interview with, uh, with folks mm-hmm. and then make sure that I'm all good to go for the next day. And they'll nice. tell me if I'm showing up for the. Early shift or the afternoon uh, <laughs> afternoon yes. shift, you know. <laughs> but uh, one of the best uh, surgeons in town, yeah. if not the best surgeon in town, at one yeah. of the best, if not the best hospital in town to, yeah. to have this done. You're in good hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Because, like, that mm-hmm. is the only thing that's acting up right now. Everything else is fine, you know, except for, well, didn't, I didn't have a heart attack. No. Yeah. You know, uh, I was probably pretty close. Yeah, so, I think you probably were. Yeah, knowing so all that we know pretty, now, some pretty drastic changes have happened over the last couple of months. Yeah. So we yeah. can get into the story later on if anybody wants to. But yeah, um, we might find ourselves there. A, yeah, in early March, I started to get this sense that uh, the collective sense of looking back at some symptoms over time that everything yeah. might not be right in Whoville. Together, yeah. And it's like I'm going to get some answers. And yeah. It's like oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jerry, I have some news. We're, so yeah, <laughs> uh, everything's fine, and I'm gonna have bypass surgery. Yeah, so, both are true. Family history. So I mean, my dad died of coronary coronary artery disease. Both grandfathers, two out of four great grandfathers. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was talking to the lady who does the the carotid scan and the vein mapping, artery mapping with the Doppler Z, you get a lot of goo on you, and then they mm-hmm. move the Doppler thing around. Um, which creates, you know, images yeah. of, you know, the, the cardiovascular system, which is, which is really neat. Uh, she's like, you look pretty good. What are you doing in here? <laughs> you know, it's like, she said, family history. I'm like, yep. I said, yeah, you can't run from that. Yep. You know, so the, the consensus that I'm hearing from people that are not uh, just kind of your average Joe on the street is that uh, family history is important with this kind yeah. of stuff. You know, you might, I might have. If I lived a perfectly clean life, I might have been able to punt this a couple of years, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. at, at best, at yeah. best, you know, uh, my, the men in my family do two things very, very well. Um, their livers really know how to make LDL cholesterol mm-hmm. and we know how to take cholesterol out of the bloodstream and put it on artery walls. So, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's what, it's what my, my, the men in my family are best at. Yeah. And uh, I'm also the only person in my family that is getting anything done before a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. surgeon swears got about 30 years at least left yeah. in me. Like get it, get it done now. Go all the way. Do it all. That's why they're doing three. They could get away with two. Yep. You know, um, but they're doing three because like that other one, it's probably okay. But literally while they're in there. Yeah. They might as well do. The they might as well. well. Like I can second that. It's like, while you're in there, just do it all at once. Yeah. You don't want to do it again. But you know, I don't have a trunk release where I pull the, the thing and it pop, my sternum pops open. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's really interesting to me way. though, because I think what you're doing is super counter cultural, right? Because even the fact that, you know, the tech is like, what are you doing in here? Right. 
most people in like, if we go back to the car metaphor, most people run their car until it breaks down and you have to take it to the mechanic or you need a new car. Um, but you, you know, so instead of running the car until it breaks down, you're paying attention to the car at the first signs that maintenance is needed. And then you're taking the time to say, okay, I'm going to go double check. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just as easily, like maybe you could have gone and had, you know, the EKG and everything turned out fine, which is what the EKG showed yesterday, which is so so weird. Many people have questions, many, many questions. But, um, instead of doing that, like, I think, you're taking the pause and it's not yeah. easy, right? Like, no, I think, no. um, as I've walked not with you all. over the last <laughs> to month, say the, no, I prefer not to, uh, you know, but like you had to cancel things. Yeah. Uh, things that hurt. Yeah. Things that hurt. So, uh, is it too painful if we, we say what those things no, were? No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. We can, but it's like, so it, what'd you have to cancel? Oh God. What didn't I not cancel? I mean, there's the one that we were going to do, you know, the Virginia wellness yeah, so we, we had a speaking gig we were really excited about. Uh, I think that's the least of them, right? So there's that. Uh, my 20th wedding anniversary trip to Scotland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 Your usual tune-up uh, at IMS. IMS yeah. A, a, a seven-day retreat that I really wanted to, that I've wanted to go on for a little here's while. here's the thing. I think you're going on a seven-day retreat. It's just going to look a little different. <sighs> <laughs> That's, I don't think he loves me in this moment. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I will retreat, that's for sure. But You will. Come out of it the other side. Um, do a lot of meditating. Yeah. Well, what else will there be to do? Sure. You know, so that's, which is all fine. But yeah, some things that I had to cancel some things that kind of hurt a little bit. And then yeah. it was, uh, it was not, it wasn't hard to do that. You just click the button, send an email or whatever, but it's, uh, it wasn't easy to do. Yeah, it's not hard, but it is painful. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think this is an interesting, in some ways, there are parts of this pause that were very intentional that you were able to control because yeah, right. you were being proactive, even though it's scary, even though it's hard. But then there's other, now that we know what we know, you can't just keep going, right? No, I mean, that's what it is. It's like, it's, I could have had the EKG that said something dicey could have been could might be going on i want you to get further testing it's like no i'm good i mean yeah and you know my you know i I credit to that you know my i do credit my meditation practice for this you know Mm -hmm. um not only to have you know body awareness to sort of know that you know what some i'm gonna get checked out you know sort of low-key uh see what see what's going on just to rule some stuff out Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, I didn't have any symptoms at all. Like grab my chest and fall over. And it's like my lip feet are not swelling up. I'm not, you know, crushing chest. I mean, none of this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's weird. What a weird tingly sensation I'm having. What a weird thing in my jaw. Well, I guess I need to go to the dentist. It's like, why do I, it, yeah, sometimes it's hard to catch my breath when I'm lying down on my back at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that just, do I have a pinched nerve or do, you know, yeah. you know, each one of these things we've talked about this before you know, off, uh, off microphone, any one of these things could have been easily explained by something else. Mm-hmm. The totality of them says heart disease, yeah. you know? Um, and so, I mean, once you sort of know that there's no, at least without, with me anyway, there was no willful ignorance that I could mm-hmm. have chosen with, with any of it. It's like, well, looks like we're doing this. Um, 
it is part of that is like knowing that I had a family history of, yeah. of heart disease and uh, that, uh, you know, I, I gave my dad CPR, mm-hmm. you know, on Christmas day in 1997, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, I got a front, front row view of, of what this does. So it's like, well, what do you want to do? What are our options? Um, and it's been absolutely fascinating just because as a, as a scientist and as a biologist, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I get great joy when I tell the the surgeon and the, and the cardi, my cardiologist, uh, it's like, you can use actual words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can use actual words, right? And I will understand them and I will try to ask actual questions, you know? Right. Uh, so they both, I think, I think they enjoy not having to, you know, being able to bypass the, <laughs> you know, I need to explain this to somebody without any, any knowledge whatsoever. Part of it, uh, it's like, yeah, what's the score? Which one are we taking out? Where are we going to move to where? Yeah, they don't have do? to use words like tubes. No, and... no, it's like, where do we need it? Yeah. The closest, uh, the closest uh, that anyone came with my surgeon, who was great, um, who I had the joy of meeting a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you could, you could tell that he had like, he usually has to have that conversation, but he didn't have to this time. So he like rushed through parts of it. So as you know, the heart needs its own blood supply and it's different from the blood supply that goes out of the body. So we have coronary arteries that appear to be blocked. It's like, we know we yeah. looked at, I made a PowerPoint slide out of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the, you know, from the catheterization images. I was like, I know I already have the slide deck ready for my class in the fall. We know what's going on here, so get to it. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, well, do we want to do two or three? Yeah, yeah. and that's where we we had a, a good chat about it. So, um, but I mean, I, I've taken refuge in science, yeah, in biology, and like knowing what's what's happening. Yeah. Sort of has been a blessing because none of this is a mystery, right? At all, you right. know, it's like I know exactly what's happening in there. Yeah, exactly. I don't necessarily fully understand exactly why I had a normal ECG yesterday electrocardiogram because the original electrocardiogram uh that they did which suggested there might be some other stuff going on i need to get a deeper look at was not normal no you know it was not normal but and a lot of changes changes yeah a lot of changes yeah. happened got put on some different medications diet has been overhauled to say the least right and you've been uh i don't want to say victimized by that but you've been blessed with dietary changes sympathetically <laughs> so is my wife so is you know uh it's uh it's it's catching mm-hmm. um and that has done me a lot of good yeah uh, as well and it took a lot of pressure off of my heart to perform in ways that it really didn't need to yeah and uh yesterday is like normal i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. hang on a second we're still doing this thing oh Make yeah no mistake yeah. so um, but I mean, that tells me information as well, that it came back kind of normal yesterday. Like, well, yeah. the heart can respond yeah, through conscious action. Yeah. If one, but one has to be able to stay, to stay with it. And, yeah. and by that, I mean, not only has my meditation practice, let me pay attention to body states and there might be something going on, but pay attention to what's going on, make the, the hard decisions, knowing that the no decision is going to be, we're not going to do it. Right. This is the road we're going to walk. Yeah. So how do I, how do I do that best? Right. You know, and being able to be with the difficulty and the challenges and the struggle and the sadness. And there's some, there was a grief phase. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like there was, there was shock. Right. For about a month. Yeah. There was, there was some shock and it was just like, what the, you know, and that, and, and that shock, you know, having a little more time and space between then and now was just seeing my life. Um, it's not going to go exactly the way that I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so any, any hope of me not having 
cardiac problems in whatever way they may manifest is over. Right. That, that part of you had that to part die. Of me had to die. Yep. Literally. Yeah. You know, of heart problems. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ironically enough, and we're going to do something else. Yeah. You know, it's the part of me that that was hoping that everything was just going to be fine. You know, through if nothing else, sheer will, if not good behavior, is 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 out the window. Right. So it's like, okay, well, family history sucks. Yeah. So we're going to do what we got to do, and we'll do it one day at a time. Yeah. And so, I mean, without my meditation practice for a long time, it's like, I have no idea how I would have handled that, but I know I handled it better because of had it. practice. Well, I also wonder if, I mean, you just noticed it in part because of the practice. Yeah, it's the body awareness. Something's going on. I don't yeah. feel, I'm not hundred percent over here, you know? Right. And yeah. And it's just, it feels medical to me. Yeah. You know, it's not psychological or right. emotional or spirit. It's, it's like, there's, there's something like there's physically physical, going on with the suit. That's, with the that's tricky. Suit. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting to me. Um, just the fact that like so much of that kind of thing, you have to slow down in order to notice it. Right. Like you can't so many important things we miss if we don't slow down. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, like when I was talking earlier about the fact that I used to not want to slow down during the summer, yeah. I mean, that was exactly why. Like, I didn't want to have to see what one sees when they slow yeah, down. Yeah, you can right? notice all kinds of stuff. That yeah. <laughs> you, not you, you, the but general, but yeah. you know, the general, anyone, anyone yeah. when slowing down will notice things. Right. That uh, might call for either subtly or or loudly for, uh, some addressing. Yeah. And I think that there, I mean, there's so many interesting things that as a species we try to do to avoid like the truth that comes out in the pause. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like so many numbing strategies, like we were talking about this earlier, um, within, I guess the last, what, four or five months, both you and I have stopped consuming alcohol. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, whatever it, I mean, we could have a whole episode on why, but at the end of the day, like alcohol is a fantastic numbing device. Yeah. Um, right. And so like you can allow yourself a pause, but that for the pause to really be purposeful, you have to stay aware and conscious within the pause. And I think what I had gotten in the history, sort of habit of doing is like I would do a little bit of a pause, but I would soon move to a numbing device instead of being with the truth. Because sometimes in that pause, the truth that you get is, huh, I should go get checked out for, you know, coronary concerns. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy walking in the door, let alone getting the news, you know, it's like as soon as they strap that 12 lead EKG to EKG to your chest, they mean business, you know, it's like, How's this going to come back? I don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll see what's going on here. Yeah. But I mean, like there's so much, you know, so much benefit, I think, to just being with the discomfort that comes with the pause. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's what I'm doing. It is. So uh, it, it's, I, I'm not having the worst outcome. It's, uh, <laughs> we're not doing a transplant, you know, because the heart muscle is fine. Yep. Because, mm-hmm. um, so it's like, well, my God, but you meditate and you're still having bypass surgery. It's like, my God, I did not have a heart attack. I was able to pay attention to symptoms yeah. and I was able to go to the doctor and I was able to talk to the doctor and I was able to follow through. I was able to do everything I need to do with compassion for self and others. Yeah. 
for this to happen. Yeah. You know, and those decisions were not easy. Right. Yet they were made. Um, and you're about 12 years younger than the average candidate for the surgery. Yeah. 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 Family history sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, Which- <laughs> yes. Yes. But awareness is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. You know, um, so it, I'm a little early, but, you know, I, I don't like to be late for things. That's true. You know, my dad was 58. His dad was 59. Yeah. You know, uh, people back in the forties and fifties though, when you go back farther from that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So it's like, um, good news. I'm having (laughs) bypass surgery. I'm having triple bypass surgery. It's like, how is that good news? It's like, good news. I didn't have a heart attack because I paid attention. I'm not doing a transplant. Right. You know, I don't have a expect life expectation of five years on the other side. Right. You know, I don't, you know, they're not installing a pace. They're not, you know, it's going to do some revascularization and move some stuff around and going to be fine Mm -hmm. for the indefinite, indefinite future. Yeah. But, you know, I think for a while, I mean, read cholesterol again. (laughs) Well, some, right. The HDL is fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, the only, only animal products I'm ever going to eat again are salmon and, mackerel and yeah. maybe sardines but that's it you know but that's fine that's those fine. changes are easy to make in the face in, uh, in the when faced with the, the truth of reality yeah exactly yeah um it's it's been an interesting pivot yeah. right in a lot of ways um i think you know the adjustment period over the last few months like what a whirlwind yeah it's been a lot um we were talking to one of our uh administrative uh associate deans here today and it's like so into the semester and like where i was like was it yeah i don't know it's like when you're on the docket for bypass surgery that's going to be at least 51 percent of your attention at any moment you yeah. know it's like i guess it ended yep didn't really notice you know got grades turned in but we had a few other things that, on our minds a few other things on our minds you did too i did yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to share about what, what your experience has been lately? Oh, well. You're not having coronary. I am not. You're fine. Yeah. You're physically. You're I'm, fi- <laughs> I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. Uh, my best friend's having coronary bypass yeah, surgery. So that's, so that's been that's, uh, that's been an adjustment. Um, my mother-in-law was in the hospital for a while. Yeah. Um, and she's actually having a follow-up procedure the day before yours. So you'll be yeah. surgery oh, cool. buddies. Yeah. She, was um, pretty, she was pretty dire. Yeah. yeah but was pretty, was pretty, she was pretty close. Yeah. So, but she's, right. uh, you know, she's on the mend now. Um, it was not having a mole removed from her. No, no, you know, it was a, that was a little bit more. It was but, a little bit of a saga there for a bit. Yeah, but we're glad she's good. Yeah, she's, um, yeah, she seems she's gonna be fine. Yep. And then uh, a family member of mine, my great uncle, passed away um, in the midst of the end of the semester as well. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing a lot of sort of contemplation over. Uh, the role that he had, particularly in my younger life. Yeah. Um, which has been, um, I think I, you know, a lot of my connection to like writing and to journalism is all sort of wrapped up in who he was. He was a photojournalist for 54 years or so in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting for a while when, a lot of times when we record, we are living our best life, right? Like we're in the thick of like being two very privileged 
<laughs> folks who take the summer off and yeah, don't, uh, like gallivant this, around yeah. with our yeah. And so I think what's been really interesting for me is taking a different kind of test about what equanimity means in yeah, terms of right, like right. really finding the joy and meeting the pain uh, over the last month or two, um, because both have shown up like every single day. Um, and I've also been working through like some of my own mental health challenges, um, and like trauma and things like that. And so it's like, as you move through these things, whatever life is throwing at you, like there's so much pain and then there's so much joy and you get to find both in all these moments. But for me, the, the depth of the joy that I've been able to access and the depth of the pain I've been able to tolerate um, is really connected to how willing I am to just stay present and stay aware. Like, I don't know, everything, like the volume on everything sort of turns up in a yeah, way that's yeah, sure interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. You know, um, it, it sure does. And your user great uncle? My great, great uncle. uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that his memorial service supposedly was a t- citywide event almost, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't end up everybody, making Yeah, everybody knew this guy though. So Yeah, I didn't end up making it to it um because I was just exhausted from all the other all the things. other sagas, you're right. Yeah. Um so I'll I'll get into town to see my Aunt Jean uh not yeah. too long. But um yeah, he you know, he was one of these people, my uncle Alan, who you know, sometimes I've been to funerals where people kind of like say these side things like, Oh, but you know, he was a whatever, right? right. Um I can't imagine this, that being true with this guy. Like he was somebody who just, he was who he was. He was gentle and funny, but like he was, he was sort of the personification of kindness. Mm. And so my dad and my mom said that like for hours, people just kept coming, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, And I think that's the kind of memorial that, you know, fitted just, just such a gentle, beautiful, funny presence yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm glad. I'm really glad to have known him as long as I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think when we wrote the uh, the first book titled "Pause" for the work- workshop, I think we didn't have all this in mind. But one of the one of the things, I, I guess, when we wrote it, we were like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. But that, that was exactly the, the part, the, the, the intention of that though. I mean, cause the subtitle using mindfulness to investigate our norms and habits. I mean, we, we had this running sort of, it started as a joke, but it ended up not being quite as funny that anytime we wrote one of these workbooks, one of us t- took the test. Oh yeah. You know, and that was true for pause. That was true for reflect. That was true for empathy. That was true for except that was true for flow. I mean, with all of these workshops that we did, it's like somebody was taking the test Mm -hmm. and not realizing that the pause test was going to be like a year long, you know, but it's like, cause I thought we thought we took the test when we wrote the pause workshop. You know, what's funny. I don't know if we ever took the test. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe it just like sat there and waited, biding its time Uh and it's castle on the top of the mountain waiting for the Yep. This test is and, overdue. And do it. Yeah, swoop down and do it. But it's gonna be a big one. Yeah, but the one in the one instructions that my cardiologist gave me, you know, when that when the angio when the CT scan came back that showed mm-hmm. what was really how bad it was in there was take an aspirin a day and you're gonna 
nothing strenuous. Slow down. Yeah. Slow, slow down. down. Slow everything down. So like, okay, you got it. Anything else, sir? <laughs> and, <laughs> Just absolutely. You know, you got it. And you know, that was sort of early on after like you shared this news. That was some, that was one of the things that like made me the most anxious. Mm. Um, was as long as I've known you, you have had one speed. Yeah. Right. Um, one park, one neutral. Yeah. No. Um, overdrive. <laughs> you are an Aries. Yeah, it would go pretty quick. Yeah. It would go um, pretty quick. So I think I was really nervous about whether or not you would be able to find the joy in a slower speed. Um, and I think you have. No, I think I have. And I, th- I think that shift that I made most uh, visibly manifest in uh, footwear. It did. You know, because my, my go-to had always been these, re- this year, it had been a bright green mm-hmm. uh, pair of the, the St. Patrick's Day Brooks running shoe. Right. And now it's like this 25 buck beach shoe that I got in Florida. <laughs> that has smiley faces on <laughs> the bottom. smiley faces on the bottom, right? Yeah. This Sanax slip-on things and it's like well there's no running in these anyway so it's like it's but it, it's not like you can't go quick in 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 these these beach shoes um it sort of puts me in the you know i love the beach right it, it sort of puts me in the beach mindset where yeah. nothing happens fast yeah so it's like i'm just gonna go nice and slow and i'm gonna wear the the feet uh i'm gonna have the feet to prove it and mm-hmm. so uh i used to walk in front of a lot of people now i'm usually in, in the back yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'll get there. Esc- yeah, elevators when I go up, mm-hmm. I'll go downstairs, but yeah, don't, not carrying too much heavy stuff. No, no real hills or anything like that. Yeah. You know, um, my cardiologist was like, do some things. I mean, don't atrophy into nothingness. Right. Like, no I couch hear that. potato. No, I hear that. Yeah. Don't couch potato, but yeah, you know, it's been curious. So pause sometimes in this, I mean, we were asked people to do it voluntarily yeah. with the workbook, but it has been sort of foisted upon us. Yeah. It's- uh, so there's an interesting way in Throughout which, the year. yeah, I think there's an interesting way in which it, this has caused us to look at our own norms and habits. And like, I mean, even with the walking, like, where were we going in such a hurry? What hurry were we in? I right? mean, it was not trying to get it done before the asteroid hits, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, there's not a, there's not a timer somewhere that's counting down to zero. Yeah. And I've been the same way. I mean, I'm, I have not slowed down as much as you. And I know that because sometimes I'm still ahead of you and have to remind yeah, myself right, to slow back down. Right. But, um, as I tried to shift gears for the longest time, if I would go for a walk with my husband, I would always be like four steps ahead of him and I'd have to like slow back down, right. um, slow back down. Right. Um, and I, I learned this. I think my dad has one walking speed too. Um, but I've been thinking about the Ram Dass quote. Which one? Walk slow, you can walk together? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I think that, you know, trying to slow down and realize like, I'm not going to miss anything if I slow down a little bit. Might even. And the things you see instead. You'll see more. Right. Yeah. Um, my husband, I was telling you, my husband and I were out for a walk uh, the other week. And we saw a hawk in a tree very close to us. And I think if we were walking at my normal speed, either he would have flown away, uh, the hawk. I don't know why I was clarifying that. Like, you thought it was going to be Eric. He's going to go, he's he's going to flap Um, his wings and fly across the Potomac. Yeah, yeah, so either the hawk was going to fly away or we just would have missed it. Um, Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so neither Eric nor the hawk flew I'm away. Eric now is like, and he's like flaps his wings and starts to fly off. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask him to act that out when we that's get home funny. today. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be great. That's hilarious. Yeah. So pause. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our intention with the workbook was, all right, before you do anything drastic and reactive, let's just see what happens if we take a minute and pay attention. Yeah. And make sure that when we're doing stuff, I mean, we were thinking about like pedagogy and stuff like yeah, that, I think yeah. a little bit, you know, make sure that you're, you can only, you can only do that in a responsive way versus a reactive way. If you take a second and, and pause. So it's right. like, as we move forward, let's make sure that we're responding yeah. to situations as they are by seeing them clearly rather than reacting because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know? And so that's the key for me, I think in, you know, February, March, it's mm -hmm. like, Okay, I'm noticing all these things. You know, I'm going to respond to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the best way that I can, which is, I don't know, low key, let's get checked out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and then that, uh, I mean, people talk about self advocacy in, in healthcare as if it's easy to do. Mm -hmm. It's not, you yeah. know, but everything, everything, I've, I've gotten this far without a heart attack with surgery scheduled with a, with a date and a plan through self-advocacy. So it's like, if you don't like your primary care physician, <laughs> fire him yeah. or her yeah. and get a different one. Yeah. You know, and that, that happened along the way as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had the same primary care physician for 10 years. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, um, if you're doc if you're working together with your doctor to make sure that everything's being addressed the way it needs to, and there is some growing evidence that it's not, and they're not responsive. You hire a new head coach. Yep. Indeed. Sorry, it's not me, it's you. I'm gonna yep. get some other get some other voices in here. It didn't work out. Yeah. And you know, in addition free, to self free him up to spend more quality time with his other patients with There whom you go. <laughs> he's able to meet their needs. Yeah. Uh, in I'm addition to self advocacy though, like there's a lot of self compassion that I think is required in order to make that kind of choice. Because mm -hmm. you have to you have to get to a point where you're willing to say to yourself, you know, I deserve something better. I don't have to suffer. Um, I'm going to be my biggest support on this. Like I'm going to do something. Yeah. And I mean, my, my approach to that is like, it's not like my PC, my, my PCP, it's not like he was primary care physician, not drugs. Um, it's not that he was telling me bad information right? or just saying things I didn't want to hear. He, he was not being responsive. Yeah. To what was happening. Right. You know, um, despite some data suggesting, you know, my LDL, HDL ratio has been off for years. You know, mm -hmm. my blood pressure medication has not been treating me particularly well for years. Yeah. And it's like, well, we'll keep an eye on and check in six months. And it's like. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I mean, and this is where it's I like. I think we're done. Right. The, I'm going to go get. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go talk to somebody else. Yeah. It's where. You know, I've really realized like no one can know your body like you can. Fact. And Fact. I think for me, the hard thing was learning to to get back in my body enough to know my body well enough. And that's like mm. a whole situation. Right. Yeah. Um, but once you get there, like then. Yeah, you're you are the best person to trust. But in order to do so, you have to pay attention and you have to take some time with yeah. your own body. Yeah, and you have to. Yeah. Muster some courage to vocalize that mm -hmm. yeah. and say it out loud, you know, so getting things up to the 
up to the level where they can be said out loud. Yeah. These are things I'm noticing. Uh-huh. And you're talking about yourself. Yeah. And what you're feeling in a physical state or mentally, emotional, spiritual, whatever it might be, that don't seem to be working well. And you're you're asking for help if you know it or not. Uh-huh. And yeah. that ain't easy to do. It's true. And um, hey, it's not like I'm knocking down the doctor's door every five minutes to go get everything checked out. Um, yeah. However, you know, when you start to pay attention, it's hard to avoid making some observations. And uh, sort of the scary thing for me is had it not been for um, a biology degree, I have no idea how this would have gone, yeah. you know? So it's like just, and, and having, and, you know, having firsthand observation of what coronary artery disease does. Yeah. You know, how it shows up and, you know, teaching uh, bio 102 classes where we go through this whole thing. It's like, what are the myriad different ways that heart problems usually show up first in the kidneys? Mine didn't. Right. You know, mine was other stuff, but a lot of times, right, when you have like congestive heart failure and stuff like that, you start retaining water, blah, 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 blah. You know, so just really being dialed in just through my my profession on- what the body does, you know, when there's a heart problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and this is one of these things where I shouldn't wake up in the morning with my hands numb. Numb. Yeah. Well, and this is one of these things where as a faculty member who teaches a lot of liberal arts majors, right. Who, you know, I've, I didn't take college biology myself. Like I took chemistry. I didn't need biology. Why would I take that? Um, and now I have this, like great appreciation for why like everyone should take college biology. You, right? you have learned more anatomy and Ugh. human, human biology in the last two months than right. anyone that I know. You're an expert now on uh, coronary vascular anatomy, yeah. uh, electrophysiology of the heart, uh, the digestive system. Yep. The liver and the gallbladder. Yeah, I learned a lot about the gallbladder. <laughs> Thank you, Clara. Yeah. You know, um, uh, what what medications and drugs to administer at what time in the hospital, right? What happens in hospitals? What yeah. happens in acute care? What happens in but you know what, that's, what those questions and decisions are like? What what's going to be asked of you as a caregiver in situations right. like that? You took the crash freaking course. Oh yeah. Because you had to. Because I had to. But that's the Not thing. Not by choice, because is, you had to. But you would have chosen to. I think, I think when I was choosing college classes, I did not choose to take college biology because in my mind, when was I ever going to use that? Right. And that's always the thing that people say when they try to choose which classes, just like people won't don't want to take a literature class with me or anyone because yeah. they're like, when will I ever use this literature stuff? Except like literature teaches you how to empathize and understand stories that aren't your own, which mm-hmm. is important to the progression of our species. But I, when I was in the hospital with my mother-in-law um, the first day, I was much more equipped to ask questions, to understand um, what was being said to me because of the amount of time you and I had yeah. s- spent talking about that kind of thing. And so there's a way in which, like, I don't know, this isn't subject for a whole other podcast, but like, I think some of what we believe about what a curriculum is supposed to do, like if somebody had told me that taking college biology would make me a better advocate for the people I love, (sighs) right? 
And the fact that like, that so. That is not in the course description. It's not. Of the majority of courses that we see at our institution or any that I've, yeah. you know, been, that I'm familiar with. But you better tell everybody in the fall when they sign up for your bio 101, tell them that's what's happening. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's just been incredible. I mean, even. You know, I mean, we could talk later. I don't want this one to be a full hour podcast. Yeah. It's getting close. Um, but, you know, like my husband has had Crohn's disease and we've navigated that road for 15 years. Uh, and he's now on the road. Uh, he's he's in remission. And we had really good test results yesterday. Um, super good. Super good. And couldn't have been better. Yeah. Couldn't have been better. And well, there's one little variable. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um but how much we have come to learn about digestive care, even in just the last few months and the way that we've changed our diet um, yeah. and the way that he's changed, like navigating stress and what kinds of stressors he's exposed to. Like there's so much that we're never taught about how to really care for a human body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's time we do. I think it's time we do as well. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, we sometimes discover that we learn by choice or we're learned or, or we are forced to learn on the fly as we sort of go. Yeah. And I think most people fall into the second category Yeah, and sort of learn by yeah. forced to learn without consent, right? right. This yeah. lesson and uh, it's, it, it can be tough out there. So yeah. it's hard to be proactive to everything. I mean, who knows what you could, we're going to be called to do in our lives. Right. But um, just the ability to muster empathy for whatever is in front of you, yeah. regardless of what that might be, I think is the first step in the good direction. I think so. I think that's yeah. the second step in the right direction. I think the first step is taking a pause. Yeah. Right. And well, do a little, okay, so what is the work that I have to do on myself in order to do this thing yeah. that is worth doing? Right. And this reflects like what our year to thrive really is all about, right? Yeah. So we start with pause and then we move to reflection and then after that is discovery. And what you've gone through with your cardiac progression has been exactly that. Yeah. Like you've paused, right. paid attention to your body, reflected on what happens when you put that those pieces together. And then you went on a went on a discovery, a discovery journey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Yeah, so sinking into data. Yay. And I got yeah. a bunch yesterday. You it did. Was, yeah, all you good. Did. All good. It looks like. Yeah. All good. Which is great. It yeah, was great. So awesome. Uh, we can pause this for now. Let us do that. Well, um, uh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. Um, we can uh, we, we'll do more later. Yep, we sure will. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.